So it was today the BC football coach was hired in the NFL. And he said something about how college sports is all about uh, all about fundraising and, and recruiting your own players in NIL, and there's no time for coaching. Mm -hmm. Basketball is a different sport, obviously. But yeah. how do you feel like you and your coaching staff balance those needs because they've changed over the last two or three years? Um, I think it's an everyday work in progress, right? Um, and I think it's different for every different piece of the staff. So, um, so it just stopped recording. It only records for a, a minute. So you're safe now. I will tell you when you see my. Um, so I think that it is the most important thing we do, probably. Which um, is probably raising nil money. Um, uh, that's that's just the job that's been created for us in the last couple of years um, um, I think that's probably the most important thing we do and and it probably should take up the most time and it probably does um, and then a close second is and and really that's all part of now that's part of building the best relationship that you can with your players and so if you can deliver um, on NIL, then that is the building blocks of a relationship with players where they feel like you're really working for them. I mean, I think there's something to that. I think it's also really important in, that you build an environment where um, guys feel comfortable and they like it and they think they're getting better and, um, and they think they have a chance to kind of reach the goals that they're striving for. I think all that's probably mixed in there somewhere. I'm far from an expert on on this new kind of world that we're in, but that's all part of it. I think that's all really important. But do you feel like it pulls you away from coaching, like getting back to just the basic part of it? Well, I'll tell you this. Like, um, I do think that uh, – I think sometimes we say coaching and we think X's and O's. And that's probably like the most overrated thing in all of sports, right? Um, I think the most important, you know, uh, I've, I've told you guys this before, but Billy Donovan is one of my heroes in, in basketball and in coaching, specifically in coaching. He was the assistant coach for me in Kentucky. And clearly he's had an unbelievable um, career. And he said, uh, do you guys know, who, anybody know my Billy Donovan quote? Yeah, uh, oh, this is a treat for you. Merry Christmas, okay? Film it. Yeah, I'm going to film yeah. it. That's good. The great Billy Donovan. Uh, so I was at a clinic with Coach and uh, when he was at Florida. And he had had a few years where they were okay, but he was trying to build the program. And he said that he would spend hours and hours every morning putting together the most meticulously crafted practice in the history of basketball. It was it was like an orchestra. Everything was choreographed to the T. Where the practice jerseys were, who was putting on pennies, where the manager stood, who had a whistle, who was going to do what and what practice. He would have this whole thing. And he's like, I had a bad practice every single day. He's like, it was driving me crazy. And then he started meeting with a um, kind of a consultant, and he changed everything he was doing. And instead of spending all morning getting his staff together and crafting the perfect practice and putting everybody in the right spot, um, making the perfect practice for his players, getting his practice prepared for his players, he started having his players come in and sit down with him in his office and shoot the breeze and talk about everything. And he spent the whole morning, he had a very average choreographed practice, but he had spent all morning 
trying to like coach his players, mentor his players, understand his players, listen to his players, and he started having great practices in winning national championships. Now, that's an oversimplification, but I think that's really real in coaching, right? And so when I say that um, this NIL has become a massive part of coaching, I actually think it's not taking away from coaching. It's just redefining a part of what coaching is because coaching is always about players. It should always be about these, 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 like, it should always be about getting your players ready to practice and not getting your practice ready for your players. I, I really believe that. And so, um, and I think, I think what NIL and transfer portal and everything else has done, I think what it's really done is it's challenged us in a new way. It, it's like, it's, it's like stretching us to the nth degree to try and become great at coaching. And I dig it, actually. Like, I, I think it's an incredible challenge, but I think anything that brings you closer to focusing on your players and their growth and their needs and, and building their opportunities, I think that's the most important part of coaching. So I think the whole thing is it's messy, and I wish we did it different. I, I mean, we've just made a catastrophe the whole thing. Um, you know, at the end of the day, this is never going to work until we get a profit sharing. That's actually the equitable and the right and the fair way to do it. But... You know, with everything <laughs> that happens, it's going to be messy and we're going to get dragged kicking and screaming until we finally get there. We'll be like, ah, oh, why didn't we just get here a long time ago? Um, but that, but this, if you do this right, I think if you do this NIL right and this, and this, you know, every year free agency right, it's going to force you as a coach to be a better coach in the ways that actually matter. How about that for a long answer? Coach, we talk with Kalani and the football staff when they travel back east for two time zone trips. This yep. is the longest trip you're going to make. Does it affect basketball players as much as it may affect football players? Because they like to go extra early when it comes to yeah. football. Um, I, I think it's, it's so much easier to travel. I mean, you t I think about, I don't know how much the football equipment people are getting paid, but they should be getting paid more. That's a lot of gear. Um, for us, it's easy. We just everyone takes one bag and we just jump on and we're gone and we're there. So, I think the thing that I worry about the most is the is the um, is the time differential. Like we went and played at Florida, and so it was a was it a noon tip off, two four o'clock tip off at Florida. It just seemed early, right? Um, uh, and this will be a six going to a four for essentially a four for us. So it's kind of right in our wheelhouse. Um, you know, you, you, you want your guys, you know, we kind of worry about our guys finding a way to get to sleep um, Friday night. And um, so they don't know this, but I'm going to put them through an excruciating conditioning regimen right before bedtime so they can sleep. But, yeah, it's just part of the deal. Like, it's, it's, um, it's a little bit of a challenge, but it's a challenge that everybody faces and we got to be able to overcome. This, this isn't your typical eight-win team in February, West Virginia. Like, what, what's kind of the, the thoughts on them with them having their personnel back? Yeah, this this West Virginia team is really good. You think about it. So all they've done in the last two weeks is beat Kansas, beat Texas, and beat Cincinnati. And that's its eight-win team. Like, I mean, go figure. Uh, this Jesse Edwards was unbelievable last night. I mean, his size and length and the space he covers. And what was he, 25 and 10, give or take? Yeah, and he just is – he just is – I mean, if you talk about one piece, it's going to change your whole existence as a team. And then uh, they've got some other guys healthy. You know, their their roster's finally healthy, and um, 
and you know they're great at home. I mean, they're unbelievable at home. So if you look at them statistically right now, they're actually plus 30 free throws over their opponent at home and minus 30 free throws on the road. If you can believe that, they're plus 11 percent. Uh, they're 44 percent shooting three at home and 33 shooting it on the road. Uh, the, you know, the, the kind of every stat you get online. This team is a team that is killing at home right now. And clearly, they've beat the best in our league um, at their place. And so, this is a, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna tell you what's great about this league is that, um, you know, we're going uh, to play a team where we're supposed to win this game. Like it's like you got to go win this game if you're gonna win a game. And they just beat Kansas and Texas and Cincinnati and and like that's how awesome this league is, right? And so it's great. But, like, we love every bit. I can't wait to get there. Morgantown's a really special place. It's beautiful. And uh, their fan base is incredible. And it's going to be an unbelievable game on Saturday. Mark, what, what do you attribute Noah Waterman's nice improvement or pretty, pretty yeah. great improvement from one year to this year? What, what's, what's happening? It's him. So uh, one of the greatest things ever as a coach is when a player just makes some decisions that he's going to change like, it was almost like in a day, guys. Like, he just woke up one day and said, I am going to approach this different. Um, he did it with his urgency. He did it with his off-court life. He did it with his academic life. He did it with building relationships with his teammates. Um, like, he just, I wish I could take some credit for it, but I can't. Um, you know, I think his teammates could take a lot of credit. And I think that he takes most of the credit for just saying, you know what? I'm actually going to believe. I'm going to believe that the way I'm approaching this needs to change, and I'm actually going to change it. And so uh, I just, you know, it doesn't happen like that all the time. And when it does, it, but it's what you dream of as a coach is to be able to just bear witness to guys growing. And make shots or not, or, or not, right? Put up 20 or put up two. Like, he's a different human being right now, and it's super cool, man. It's very cool, and it's a, his own doing. He just got to the point where he's like, I'm going to do this different. I'm going to approach this different. It's, it's, he's, he's reaping the rewards right now. How would you assess how the, the backup point guard situation is developing with you know, situations to give Dallin a breather? How do, how do you feel like that's progressing? Yeah, um, I think it's going to be super interesting. I mean, we're still trying to figure it out. Um, you know, uh, Trey's obviously given us some uh, some great life. Jax is uh, really interesting, trying to find more space for him to be on the floor more. Um, you know, th that's probably the three guys that we're spending the most time with right now doing that. Um, and the truth is, is that for all intents and purposes, when Ollie's on the floor, he's really the point guard. I mean, we're really running all the offense through him. So I kind of think of that as our four guys that are that are that are. Um, um, carrying the heavy burden of the playmaker role for our team. And it's going to be a work in progress all season long. How does having Foose back kind of change things going forward, his ability to score in the low post? Well, uh, what's interesting is this league, is the more the farther we go on, the more he's going to be important in the short role. So, um, you know, we'll get him. You know, our, him in the post is great. Him in the short role is massively important for us. And he's actually made a couple great plays against Texas that way and – it's a space where he's got a bunch of weapons. His, his quicks are really good to eight or nine or ten feet, and he's really comfortable getting off. He's really good off the bounce. Um, if, if people don't rotate a double to the short roll, and then he's pretty good at finding guys, and we've gotten better at cutting. So 
Um, he's really important for us there, uh, and clearly he's really important for us to get a standing post catch now and again. Um, but the most important thing, you know, what I was really pleased with leading up to the Texas game was his energy and transition defense sprinting the floor and bringing energy to the defensive end, starting with transition defense, and then, and then you know, manufacturing rotations with a few exceptions. He was really good, and that's where he can be a game changer for us. If he can, if he can be great on that side of the ball, it makes a big difference for us. Two more questions. Have you shut down Marcus Adams, or is there a chance he still could? Play? Marcus actually had last week had his first full week of practice. It was incredible. Um, he's still dealing with some injuries that I don't know if they're ever going to be able to resolve uh, this year. So we're, you know, we're trying to get him to a place where he can get fully cleared, um, but. To just to have him on the practice floor was super fun. You know, he's got to do some things modified right now because he can't um, he can't do full uh, participation all the time. But but um, we had a really good week with him last week, and so we'll see we'll see how it goes. Is Last there, question: Is there any hope of you potentially putting Ali and Foose together on the quarter or put it into a big lineup? Yeah. So it's here we go. It's interesting. <laughs> uh, so. Yes, I want that so badly. I just can't practice. Like, you know, we, we, we won't have Ali for practice at all this week. And so it's just so weird, guys, to, like, just throw that out there in a game. I wish I was more trusting, but we just – there's so many unintended consequences. So, you know, even in this week where you felt like, oh, man, we're going to squeeze some time together. It just happened with injury and illness that, that those guys won't be on the practice floor at all, all uh, together this week. And so – Man, I would like it. That would be so fantastic. Because um, those three guys, they actually have interesting ways they can function together. With with Foos and Atiki, I could probably put Foos at the four, uh, Atiki at the four defensively, and and Foos at the five offensively. Just because the way Foos functions as a ball handler is a little bit different than Atiki, and and uh, it'd be all kind of interesting. The, the ways we could kind of squeeze one of those guys with Ali on the floor together. Certainly with the way this, this league is rebounding right now, that would be super impactful for us. It's just, <laughs> just I don't know, we've had six, it feels like maybe six reps the entire year where I might have been able to put those guys on the floor together on the same team. And so, you know, maybe we get really blessed and, and the last, you know, two months of the season we find some more days where we can actually put them out there and see what it looks like. But we just, it's crazy how, how we have not had that opportunity at all.